0: should be live for another back-rubbing episode of your favorite sports podcast, The Immaculate Perceptions, because we are known for having (laughs) immaculate perceptions on sports. So I'm joined. I'm BitBoy. Well, Ben. I'll go by Ben today. I'm Ben, uh, your uh, co-host. You can find me at bitboy__hodl. Uh, also joined by Andy, a.k.a. Producer, by the way, who is a producer, by the way, and uh, Armando, a.k.a. CryptoTurf. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I, I'm great. I'm excited because it's gaming week in the world of gaming, obviously. And I have a lot to talk about, but um, I think we should touch on some gaming stuff because of that. And I have some work-related stuff to talk about, but I'm excited to be back on another immaculate episode.
2: Oh, I see what you did there. You like that? Yeah, man, it's good to be back. <laughs> I'm excited. Game five is tonight. NBA Finals. I cannot wait to get into it. And it's just good to see your guys as ugly mugs. Let's be honest. Can't um, see my eyes though. I don't
0: know. I you must not even be able to see me then because I'm beautiful. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows how beautiful I am all across the land. So let me. Oh I'm yeah, gonna be Deadpool's sure here
1: right. too. Like always, <laughs> his, his crotch is always near my face. I think one episode, his crotch was literally on the left side of my face. I and actually,
0: I actually watched, um, I actually watched, uh, Deadpool two, two the other night for the first time. Had you not seen it? No, I had not. I'm what did not, you think? I'm not huge on Deadpool movies, but I'll have to say, like, the second one to me was way better than the first one. I Wasn't really,
1: it cool? Oh, I, I love that movie.
0: I really, I really enjoyed the, uh, the second one for sure. Um, I didn't think that I would, but I really, really, really. Enjoyed oh it. man, I think,
1: it was great.
0: There was that one sequence where it's
1: kind of in the beginning where he's trying to get to that guy who's trying to hide in the room, and all you see is like all this action happening and fire. Oh yeah, and Deadpool's like punching everyone. That was just awesome.
0: Like, yeah, I thought it was good. Know. My kids, yeah. my kids don't understand that they can't see it. You know, my kid's seven. He's like, I don't understand, Dad. It's a comic movie. It's a comic book movie. I should be able to watch it. I'm like, he's seven. You know, like no, not, it's a very uh, rated not a chance. Not a chance. Oh yeah, very, very, very. So. Um, well, cool. Well, yeah. So, I guess, let's go ahead and uh, get into the first topic I wanted to talk about. Well, I mean, maybe we should show the Keanu Reeves thing first. You want to show that first? Yeah. So set, uh, because, set this up for us.
1: Yeah. So basically, uh, just to give you guys an idea, I, I was lucky enough to produce on one of the biggest pretty much pre-E3 gaming shows. It's called YouTube E3 Live, and that's true. I worked for YouTube yesterday. They produce it. And they do a 12-hour live stream. Now, guys, producing a live show is one of the most stressful, hardest things to do because, first of all, you have to make sure that all the people are showing up on time because you've got, like, five-minute interview blocks. So, basically, the Bethesda guys comes in, talks to our host for five minutes. Then he leaves, and then they go right to the next interview. And that's someone else, and it's just back and forth, mixed in with, like, trailers. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson did a special Shaft trailer for us, because the Shaft Mm. is coming out. Uh, So really big show. I was really happy to be called back and do it. So yes, I busted my ass. I I lost my voice and I'm like, I already was sick last week and now I just haven't slept. So my setup though is there was the Xbox press conference. You know guys, I'm sure you guys are familiar that there's always press conferences for like Nintendo, Sony, what are the big games? There was a big surprise with Keanu Reeves. And today, if you turn on Twitter, Reddit, Keanu Reeves is everywhere. Now, I want to throw to the clip, and, okay. and then we're going to go back, because he surprised, Xbox surprised him, So I'm sorry, Xbox surprised everybody with Keanu Reeves for a game that's coming out called Cyberpunk 2077, which is made by the guys who do The Witcher, and it takes place in the future. I heard so, about that game. So, why don't we watch this awesome segment? Because this shows you how freaking awesome Keanu Reeves is. Some guy shouts out at him in the audience. You guys see what happens. All right, here we go. I love this guy, man. All right. So, now because of this, there's memes, there's gifts, just freaking all over the place.
0: All right, let's check it out. Here we go.
1: Welcome, Keanu Reeves.
3: How's it going? (laughs) Hello, Los Angeles. E3.
0: People love this guy.
3: Yeah. Dude, he's the best. All right. Good to see you. Thank you along here I gotta talk to you about something <laughs> I mean you gotta talk to you about something CD project red those are the guys Cyber who made 2077 okay. all right a while back The guys from CD Projekt Red approached me and asked me to be a part of their new project, Cyberpunk 2077. They were going on and on about how they'd create this vast open world with a branching storyline, how you'd be able to customize your character through in-game choices. And it's not something I knew before, but I was excited by. And I'm always drawn to fascinating stories. Cyberpunk <laughs> is set in a metropolis of the future where body modification has become an obsession. You play as an outlaw, an enhanced mercenary working in the sleazy underbelly of the city. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but let me tell you the feeling of Of being there, of walking the streets of the future, is really going to be breathtaking. You're breathtaking. You're You're all breathtaking. All right, all right, all right. So I got to finish this. So tell me, (laughs) do you guys want to know when there's uh, when the release date? Yeah. All right. Then check this out. Ready now? Whoa, hey, easy. Mr. Hand sent me. Am I right for the job? Okay, I'm in.
2: Few have gone through to the other side.
3: Let's do this.
1: Wow. So they didn't show this though because Keanu's in the game. So what the joke is is that the guy that said it's breathtaking, no, says you're breathtaking, had a video going. So on Twitter, there's there's the video from the guy saying it's breathtaking. And the kid had like no followers. Now he's up to like 5,000 followers and his videos going through the roof. And now there's all these, it's breathtaking memes and videos. And, and the fact that Keanu Reeves is actually in this game is huge for gaming. This is by far the biggest news for some reason. And I just want to see what you guys think of Keanu Reeves in general.
0: And well, news it, like- it's funny, you know, because I remember, you know, if you go back to, you know, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, obviously that was a, you know, a, an absolutely ridiculous movie, right? So he then goes on to do like some more serious movies like Point Break, and everybody hated Point Break. It was absolutely terrible. His acting but it's was a terrible. Classic. It's a classic, but it was a terrible movie. I remember the oh, time. Oh, my God. Do we have to argue about Point Break? Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, at the no. time, I remember... It, let me say it like this. It was very disappointing. Like, let's look it up on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure the score is very, very bad. Dude, low. that is not reliable at all. How could you
1: dare <laughs> give Point Break of awe? It's a classic 90s movie, bro. Listen, Come
0: listen. On. Keanu Reeves was Patrick a Patrick
1: Swayze he, at his finest with Keanu Reeves. Keanu at his
0: Reeves was a terrible actor. He was not a great actor when he first started. He was very dry. He He's always sounded better. He, he always sounded like he was reading lines, and he actually took a lot of criticism for that. You know, obviously, people knew him as a bad actor, and he went to acting school. He, as an actor, already making movies, like he went to acting school or took you know classes, whatever it was. And by the time he got to the to the Matrix. He was phenomenal. Like, now we know him as one of the best actors around, you know? It's just like, at the beginning of his career, he was a joke. People laughed at him. They thought he'd only do comedies, and now he's like known for the John Wick movies. Um, Obviously, the the, the, the Matrix trilogy to me is the best trilogy ever. Like, nothing even comes close to touching it. I love all three of them. I know a lot of people don't like the third one. I love all three of those movies. I feel like the third one, it tied up everything it needed to tie up. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see him, and now there's like all kinds of stuff on the internet about how Keanu Reeves is like the world's greatest person and all this stuff, so. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Keanu Reeves fan.
2: So, uh, yeah. uh, just to add on to that, Keanu Reeves, if everything that you read and not from the traditional sources, uh, you find that Keanu Reeves is not like a lot of other Hollywood celebrities. He's willing to put his money where his mouth is to sacrifice of himself, of his time, talents, and treasures to do the right thing by the little guy. Um, and I think in some, in some cases he's gotten a uh, negative press it, and perhaps his career has suffered. He could have been even bigger than he is now. Uh, but but I, point yeah. about Cy- cyber 2077. I've been hearing about this game for the last two and a half to three years. It's been in development for a long, wow. long time. I don't and follow now video it's coming games. Know that. Day after tax day next year. I can't wait to get it. Yeah. I know he's in it now. Just add some fuel to that fire, but good for him. Good for the game. And I'm glad we finally have a date.
1: I think Keanu Reeves is is overwhelmingly popular in his career now, and I think that's why I, I just thought it was funny because he's breaking the internet today. There's just memes everywhere. Yeah. I don't know, it's just crazy. Um, and again, it attributes to how important this week in gaming is and how these little moments in this week affect the internet, and that's just going to show you how big the gaming industry is getting. Oh. Uh, but I really like this guy, and you know, you know what's really interesting about Keanu Reeves? He dr- he rides the subway. He there's videos yeah, that people him. have of him literally like on the subway just hang you know being like normal person and there's actually a YouTube video where there's a video montage of Keanu Reeves being nice in public. He's like considerably the most humble nicest guy ever.
0: Well, uh, nah, I'm I'm pretty universally known to be the most humble person.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, of all time. Well. I'm sorry, sir, uh, Keanu Reeves. Sir, humility is what
0: you may refer to me but as. But
1: anyway, I know this is a sports podcast, but I thought because of what's happening with me, I I, uh, I got the Coin Boys podcast into their first E3. Oh, wow. Congratulations, yeah. buddy. So we're going to do some media. Uh, uh, there's going to be WAX. Uh, if you know crypto, WAX tokens going to be there, so we're yeah. going to cover that. God, they, had, but, they had a uh, huge
0: pump last week.
1: Yeah, the, apparently they have a partnership at E3 that they haven't announced yet. Ooh, but so ooh. we'll we'll talk about that. When but, does uh, E3 start? Is, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow till Thursday.
0: Ooh. Uh, Hopefully Thursday. they won't announce it tomorrow, and I can put that in a crypto video. So yeah, yeah, yeah well, so let's uh let's talk about sports. How about yes. that? What about sports, yes. guys? Sports ball. NBA
1: finals, right? You want to start right off on that? No, let's,
0: I actually want to start with uh spring football because okay. you know we we talk spring football on the channel and. There's kind of some news. Let me see if I can find my article I wanted to share here. Um, I can never find what I'm looking for. Uh, Chrome, where's my Chrome? Chrome, here it is. Okay. So wanted to share this um, this video here, or not this video? It is a link. Uh, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel, Uh, Johnny Manziel in the XFL, a match made in Houston. Uh, Basically, they're talking about how. The XFL is going to have a Houston team, obviously. Giant Manziel, he did play in the AAF briefly, and now, you know, the XFL is starting next year. Why Giant Manziel to Houston makes so much sense? Uh, First and foremost, obviously, he's from there. Played at Texas A&M. Beloved there. I would think still beloved in at least College Station. Uh, And then also, the coach of the Houston XFL team is June Jones, who was his coach in the Canadian Football League for the Montreal Alouettes. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel is a good fit for the XFL? Are you excited to see him play again? Um, you know, what do you think? Well,
1: his s- two drives in the XFL were n- not great, but I think it's good for the XFL. Will I think he's good enough to be a starting quarterback for the XFL, right? So, Surely. I think that he, I think he's in the right place to be. Like, who gave a crap about him in Memphis? You know, like so when he was with the memphis express which is like yeah. one of the worst af teams and now even worse because the, the league doesn't even exist um so my opinion is i think it's great for the xfl i'm not a huge fan of his but he's good enough to be the starting quarterback for that team i think just start the xfl what do you i mean that's pretty much my opinion on that
2: here's how i land my plane uh he moves the needle for my viewership if he's playing i want to watch and that's just going to mean big bucks with the xfl they can market his face off he's still young He can still run. He can still make plays uh, in non-traditional ways. I'm not trying to rhyme everything, but I think it'll be good for the XFL, and I think that uh, it'll draw eyeballs to the TV sets, which is exactly what Vince McMahon wants.
1: What do you guys think? I have a question. What do you guys think of the possibility of the XFL being a place for older quarterbacks that are kind of like having trouble getting onto teams after being there for a while, like a Josh McCown. Do you think that the XFL would be interested in a Josh McCown-type quarterback for the league?
0: Yeah, it's a name people would know. I mean, yes, I definitely think they'd be interested in that. I mean, it's, you know, obviously, your top-tier names are not going to be in the XFL because they're in the NFL, but you have some guys, Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, Colin Kaepernick. You got guys who have, you know, major names that didn't do well in the NFL. Now, Colin Kaepernick obviously did go to a Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. Um, But... You know, I think the XFL would definitely be open to taking all all of those guys in if they wanted to go there and play. I don't think Tebow or Kaepernick will do it, but I think Johnny Manziel will. Um, you know, he, I think this brings up another kind of question, which is, that I was kind of pondering on here, which is, you know, is Johnny Manziel good enough to be a backup quarterback in the NFL? Is he good enough to be a backup? We know he's not good enough to be a, a starter as of right now, but like. If if you are a backup quarterback that never gets to play. Like let's say you are uh I mean a, a bad who are y'all's backup quarterbacks? Yeah,
1: uh, well we have we now have Simeon. What's his name? Uh Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon? See he's, yeah, he's, he's he's
0: he's had he's a chance. He's had a chance to play before. I'm thinking about like uh Kellen Clemens. Yeah. Uh, guys, guys like who that, never yeah. get to play because their quarterback never gets hurt. You know, like, Matt Schaub, cr- Matt Schaub, he, we all know his name, and he was in the NFL, but he's our backup quarterback, right? But he never gets to play. Matt Ryan doesn't miss a down. I think he missed one down last year, right? So let's suppose Matt Schaub was not, uh, you know, he wasn't a starting or he wasn't a quarterback in the past. He, he, he just never played. Like, there, the guy who was the backup for, uh, you know, Brett Favre never got to play. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers at the end. But Brett Favre had probably 10 different backup quarterbacks, uh, you know, throughout his time there. Would it be better for a quarterback like that who never gets to showcase their talents to go to a place like the XFL where they could actually be good and get a spotlight, which could actually lead to a bigger contract for them down the road? I mean, we know a backup quarterback in the NFL pays more than the XFL does, but do you think there's anybody who would have the long-term vision to think that that might be a better option for them?
2: So now you're mixing two different questions. Your first question was, is Johnny Menzel uh, a backup in the NFL? And then you went on to your second question. Uh, It's going to depend on what your definition of a backup is. If your definition of a backup quarterback is one that we expect our starting quarterback to get injured and we need someone to carry us the rest of the season, a la Philadelphia Eagles, then no, Johnny Menzel is not that guy. He needs a boatload of help, all pros, all over the field on offense and defense to maximize his skill set. If you need someone to do spot duty, a la Matt Schaub or um, uh, gosh uh, Garoppolo when, when when you know when Brady gets yeah. hurt or whatever the case may be um, yeah he could do that in spot duty but he is not a long term solution to backup he's better suited in the XFL make your bread there uh, enjoy get all the fame notoriety do all the cross grabbing you want and make it rain little homie
1: yeah uh, I mean uh. Wait, what? Sorry, I was looking ahead on another thing. We're talking about Johnny. Wait, well, who are we talking about again? Well, sorry, here, here's
0: the question. Answer this question. Okay, Do you think there know. would, if the XFL goes to do okay, like well, let's say it survives its first year, could you see any quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe third string quarterbacks, that say, you know what, I would be better served to go to the XFL and play where people could actually see that I can play than to sit third string, you know, scout team, basically, um, you know, under quarterbacks that you know you'll never get in the game for. Like, you would make more money, you know, year by year if you're in the NFL, period, but if you're not getting to showcase your talents, I mean, we look at guys before who have been backup quarterbacks that have, act, you know, turned into starters because, you know, the starting quarterback got hurt and they got to showcase their talent, you know? Look at the guy. Who was the guy? Who, I'm thinking of the guy who was uh, Matt Flynn. You guys remember Matt Flynn when he was Aaron Rodgers sure. quarterback? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came in for one game and got a contract. You know, because he, he, Aaron Rodgers was out the last game of the year. Matt Flynn came in, threw 400 yards, and now all of a sudden, he gets a multi-multi-million dollar payday. You know, like, there might be quarterbacks that might be trapped in that situation in a team that could see it advantageous to go to the XFL where they can actually be seen throwing the ball, which is what they should be doing.
1: It's more likely a third stringer would leave the NFL to start in the XFL so that he could showcase his talents. A second string quarterback could have a very long, Healthy career, being a backup quarterback. You, you know, well, what's the minimum? They maybe make like a million and a half. They probably.
0: Uh, the backup quarterbacks usually make probably around two or so, one to two. Two million if they're good. a year
1: to sit on your butt. But you got if you have the fire and you want to start, you want to play football. There are probably second string quarterbacks that hate it, and they're like, "Man, yeah. I wish I could play." So there's like two. They have to of- all
0: hate it. They have to all hate maybe. it. Maybe.
1: But like like Schwab is a good example of like I'm at the tail end of my career. Exactly. I could still yeah. be here because I'm old, but I can still be a backup. Yeah. A serviceable backup, right? Yeah, and, he could
0: come in and win a game if we needed him to, you know.
1: Right, and he could still like hang on to our uh, paycheck for another few years, right? Yeah. Which is good, but there's definitely second stringers that are like let's talk about uh what was his name from USC that turned out to be garbage. Mark Sanchez?
0: Uh, Matt Liner? No, well, Matt Liner?
1: Matt, Matt, let's go. No, it was a little later. He was on the Eagles. Carson
2: Palmer? Uh, no.
0: Matt no, um, no. The guy who uh, was supposed Barkley. to be the second coming. Matt yeah, Matt Bar- yeah, yeah. Barkley.
1: Matt Barkley is Another a perfect Matt. example of a young guy that's still in the NFL right now, but he's never seen the light of day. And when he does, he's you know, I would like to see. Big into
0: Bitcoin, when- if you didn't know that, Matt Barkley, huge into Bitcoin. Yes, Matt he is. Matt Barkley. He's actually well, the one. He's actually the one, I believe, that got Russell Okung or Okung in uh, Bitcoin. That's funny. Yeah.
1: Well, what I'm saying is a Matt Barkley would wanna play in the XFL than be a backup. Yeah. And I and, and I think that you just have those, I think it's three, it's you're an old backup that just wants to hang on to a paycheck. You're a third stringer that's like, I hate this, I wanna go play somewhere. Then there's a second stringer that's like, I'm just, I, I wanna get on the field. So I guess, I guess it just depends on their personality and what they want, what's their passion. And uh, Johnny Manziel still has passion to play football. And I think we're going to see a huge signing of quarterbacks that we know for the XFL. And I think they're going to come from the NFL.
0: I mean, there's eight uh, teams?
1: There's eight teams, I believe. And they're in big cities. We got L.A., we got Houston, uh, I think Denver. Yeah, I might be wrong. They uh, make it a lot easier for oh, players, too, St. so
2: they can just transition from one uh, team to the next without relocating.
1: St. Louis has a team again, I believe, for the oh, XFL. Wow. Yeah, so I think they did it. Man, they, now that you look back at the AAF and what the XFL is doing now, I the, the fact that we even were thinking that there would be a rivalry is ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's like, it's. I hope the XFL is going to be great. So I'm excited. Uh, we're still talking about it in the summer.
0: Yeah. You know? so. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let, let's move on. Let's talk NBA Finals. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Um, I... This is what I want to start off with. I want to start off with, I picked the Warriors in five. Obviously, it still could be a five-game series, uh, and the Warriors still could win, but it will certainly not be Warriors in five. Uh, I'm going to stick with my prediction of the Warriors winning, uh, despite the odds and how things look. It does seem like uh, Kevin Durant is supposed to play tonight, unless it's all smoke and mirrors, which it could be. Um, But this is— This is where I want to start this conversation, which is, I just, I've been wanting to tell someone about this for a while, and I haven't had anybody to talk to, so I'm glad that you guys are my podcasting partners so I can tell you about this. Tell me. This reminds me, the way I've been feeling about this series, it reminds me so much of the 2004 Lakers. 2004 Lakers, the last year, you know, that Kobe and Shaq were on the same team, uh, the year Carl Malone, Gary uh, yeah, Gary Payton, Gary Payton yeah. uh, came to the Lakers. Now, it's not the same makeup in terms of, you know, there's not like a bunch of old players on this team, really. You know? So it's a little bit different. But I kept watching that series uh, versus Detroit in 2004 saying, they're going to turn it around. They're going to turn it around. Even when it was 3-1, I I because I believe the Warriors or the Lakers won the first game. They didn't win another game. I think that was a 4-1 series. And, you know, I kept waiting for them to turn it on, and Detroit, they just played a different brand of basketball. That was totally defensive-minded, and it was totally different than what the Lakers had seen up to that point. And I just kept thinking it was going to turn around, and it never did. It, it, they ended up going down in flames. Their dynasty was over. The team got broken up, and it was never the same. Now, later, Kobe and Pau Gasol and those guys would have another run, but it was a totally different team other than, I, I guess, Derek Fisher and, um, you know, Kobe. So, you know, the question is, are we watching and maybe even going to watch tonight the end of a dynasty with the Warriors? Right. I think it's the
1: end of a dynasty. Go ahead, Armando. Sorry. Well, it's a
0: dynasty. You, the argument can be made that this is the greatest basketball team in history. I, uh, I listened to it. That's a hefty argument. It is a hefty argument, but if you— I don't know
2: about that.
0: It, okay, that's so a, four, four championships. <laughs> what Would this be their fourth or fifth? This would be their fifth, correct? Or no? It'll fourth. be their fourth and five years. Four, fourth and five years. But they've been to the finals five years in a row. That's only been done one time that's ever, true. which was by the Celtics with Bill true. Russell. Now, when we hear that, we hear, oh, well, you know, Bill Russell and the Celtics, 10 years in a row and— there were only but eight— But has been to eight finals in a row himself, so— But that, but that doesn't also, matter. It's not one team. It's not one team.
1: Also, it was the, like, late 50s, 60s, and Bill Russell
0: was dominating the NBA in this the days. This is what they put were it in per, best teams, too. This is yeah. what put it into perspective for me, and I never knew this. Do you know how many teams were in the league back then? How many? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. There were that. only eight teams. Just, wow. So so what, what you have to do now to get to the NBA Finals is literally— harder than it was then, just by the number, by by the amount of games you have to win. And I think you only had to win one playoff series. So it's really comparing apples to oranges when you look at what Bill Russell did to today. Um, And and when you look at what they've been able to do going five years in a row and possibly winning four, winning three, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he only went three years in a row. I always make the argument I think he could have gone to eight in a row if he wouldn't have retired. Yeah, he went to go play baseball. Yeah, exactly. But, Nick, Nick Wright. I love Nick Wright. He laid out a very compelling argument that there's a great chance that this is the greatest team we've ever seen in NBA history. Are you done now? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Alright. <laughs> we waiting all night to get to this. So here's the thing. Uh, the Warriors' motto has been what? Do you guys remember their, their famous motto for the last four or five years? They wore it on t-shirts. Do you remember what it is? Andy, Ben, do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. What was it? I'll I- give you a hint. It rhymes with crank bin numbers. Do you remember?
1: Crank bin numbers.
0: Oh, uh, Lank Rin Mumbers. Jeez. Yeah, crazy, yeah I got it. That was easy. We're live right now. you're making I have no idea what you're saying. What is their strength bin numbers? Oh, strength, strength and numbers. And numbers. Oh, strength. Yeah, You've strength. never seen that on their shirts? That's yeah, their yeah, motto. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, famous yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for. Yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. why they've been so successful up until this point is that they had depth like none other. They were able to swap out parts. It didn't matter. Their players could guard one through four or one through five, depending on the player, and have very little to no drop-off on defense. They then give up the farm to get KD, who's arguably the greatest offensive player in the game today. Okay. But they had to sacrifice a lot of their depth. So they no longer have strength in numbers. They have strength in their starting five. But the moment any of them go out with an injury, they suffer. And we're seeing it now. Boogie was out for a really long time. He comes back. He flashed once in game two. He's been relatively meaningless the last couple of games. KD now is still not 100%. The only reason he's coming back now on a hobbled right cab, which has taken way longer than they thought it would take for him to get healthy again, is because it's elimination game and it's win or go home. So he's going to be compromised. They're going to run screens up and down and make him run around to play defense on Kawhi Leonard or anybody else, uh, any one of the big, Serge Ibaka or uh, Siakam. It's not going to matter. They're going to give him fits. He is playing play he, he, he is
0: playing 100%, by the way. 100% he is yeah, playing people tonight. People lie all the time. Uh, I used to be married. I well, know no, I just, Steve, uh, Steve, Kirk, day, Steve Kerr confirms that Kevin Durant will play tonight. So yeah, I don't think Steve,
2: that's… Right, and Doris mirrors. Berg on ESPN.com saying he's going to play in short bursts. You know what? It's going to be a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there.
0: The Warriors are going down. They don't have strength in numbers. What was your, what was your, what was your prediction for the finals? By the way, I just want to hear what that was.
2: So what I find interesting, Ben, is that you somehow subscribe to this asinine belief <laughs> that my my predictions can stay the same even though I have new information at the ready. I'm just We've saying. You, said, you, you sound as
0: confident right injuries. now. You sound as confident I sound right now, confident
2: given the new set of details and facts that lay before me. Just saying, you sound as confident the right, right now
0: as you loaded, sounded last week, but the totally you're totally off. They're fully loaded.
1: The
2: Finally, Warriors, I'm not the one in the middle, so
0: you they are not healthy.
2: <laughs> ben over here thinks I have to believe the same thing every single time, no matter what new information. What are comes you from doing with
0: your hands? I don't do that for sure.
2: That's Poppycock! You saying I have to keep my prediction from from game from before game one till now? No, that's nonsense. The Raptors are healthy. The Warriors are not. It's really that simple. Kawhi Leonard is a machine. His the way he shoots his little pop quick up j's, uh, going between the legs to create distance, uh, doing uh, lots of two pointers and the occasional three. This guy is a silent assassin. He is laser focused. His team has followed that pursuit, and these guys at home in Jurassic Park are gonna end this dynasty. And the only way that the that the Warriors can run it, uh, you know, can can keep this streak going is if they run it back and KD comes back. But he's not gonna do that because Mr Thug Life is really Hug Life. Uh, across his belly tattooed he's a big poser he's actually just a big punk nugget just happens to be seven foot and can shoot over everybody but he's kind of a big loser and he's gonna leave when the best thing for him and his career would be to go back to the dubs and run it back but he won't raptors in five
1: i'm gonna go uh, um i think i predicted i wanted the raptors to win because I don't want the Warriors to win. I don't know. They're turning into like the Do you Patriots. you love Canada
0: more than the United States of America? Just well,
1: that's my. That's what I'm going to get at. Actually, is that I was it's thinking about team. it. Now, remember the expansion Canadian teams? It was Vancouver Grizzlies yeah. and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, Big Country. Now, no one, big Country
0: and Damon Stoudemire.
1: Uh oh, Big Country. What a bust he was. <laughs> he Holy was crap. terrible. He was terrible. Yeah. What a what a mess. But anyway. They were like, their attendance was awful. No one cared in the Pacific Northwest of Canada. Uh, But in Toronto, uh, coming from the Northeast, Toronto is about a seven hour drive from New York. Um, And it it lives on the East Coast. So a lot of Toronto has a a lot of love for sports like American sports. Like they love the Bills, because the Bills are right up there. Uh, They love football in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So for me, yeah, sure, it's Canada. I would love to see another country win an NBA Finals. Like, how cool would it be for Canada to be the first— uh, Toronto Raptors would be the first and only team to be able to win a Finals because there's no other teams in Canada. I just think it would be cool. Yeah. And I know I've got nothing against Canada. You know, they got floppy heads. It's I, fine. I, I feel you like know?
0: unless you have a From personal— From South Park, remember? The floppy heads. Inle- uh, floppy, ma- floppy Jaws. The floppy yeah, Jaws, yeah, sorry. Um Yeah, I I think that unless you have a personal vendetta against the Warriors and you're an American, you should be pulling for the Warriors. However, I do understand if, uh, like, let's say the Saints. Like, let's say the Saints. If the Saints were playing in the Super Bowl against Canada, a team in Canada, like, I would rather Iran. I would rather the Taliban win than the Saints. So, like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. You want to get this podcast doxxed? I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, there, literally is it's nothing right in the out. world that I would cheer for. Uh, th- th- there's nothing in the world that I would <laughs> not cheer for if they're playing the Saints. So I understand. Like, if you got a vendetta against the Warriors, like if you're a, a Rockets fan or you're a Spurs fan or whatever, like I don't have a dog in the race. You know what I mean? So like, I'm gonna pull for the Warriors. Because I like America to win. I don't like Canada. I'm sorry if you're a Canadian. I'm sorry. This is— That is not my freaking country. I'm an American, and I want them to win. Uh, so from that perspective, that, that that's what I think just needs to happen. I, I think let's, let's keep the championship in America. Let's let the Warriors go ahead and come back. Let's let Kevin Durant come back. Hit a couple shots tonight. Get some confidence. Get that leg going. Get a win. And then we go back to Oracle Arena, get the win, come back, have a Game 7. Don't you guys want a Game 7 anyways? Doesn't everyone want a Game 7? Everyone
2: does. I'm so glad, Ben, that your blind nationalism has blinded you from the fact that the Warriors are like the Patriots, but worse. Because when LeBron beat them up a couple years ago, they said, please, KD, come play with us and beat big bad LeBron for us. That's what they did. They're a bunch of pansies and sissies, not like the Patriots. They do a little bit differently. But you want them to win instead of a team that's just better. Warriors man, I like you know you know what I like about wrestling.
0: the Warriors. Like yeah, they added Kevin Durant, and and honestly, I've never been for that move. I never wanted that move. I never thought the Warriors needed that move, but they did it. They didn't? No, they didn't need it. They, they they still would have probably won these championships without him. We're we're one Kyrie three pointer in the finals of. of uh, against the entire NBA being different today, I believe. That that three-pointer changed everything. So Kevin Durant goes there. I don't like the front run. I don't like they've been, you know, so far ahead of every other team where you know at the beginning of the year what's going to happen. But I feel like the results would still be very similar. And, you know, I actually like the fact that, see, the Warriors, they've actually drafted th- their three main stars outside of Kevin Durant. And I they like do. that. Like, it gives you hope as a basketball fan. That your team, if it's not like my the hometown Atlanta team here, I'm a Lakers fan first, but I do cheer for the home team Hawks, obviously. Uh, and it's nice to know that we have that the Hawks have three draft picks in the top 17 and that they just got Trey Young, Jason Collins, and they might actually have a chance to compete if they draft well because outside of the Warriors, basically the Warriors and the Mavericks outside of those two teams over the last like, 30 years, it's been the same teams win championship every year. Bulls, Spurs, uh, the Pistons had a little brief run there, but then every team LeBron goes to, uh, the Celtics, like, all these teams, they just get put together. Yes, they added one piece. I don't even care about Boogie Cousins. That doesn't even count. He's been terrible all year. He's not even that great of a player in my mind. But I didn't Kevin Durant, yes. But it's been so nice to see a team draft their stars and win and become a dynasty. It gives hope to everybody. that's so rare. That's rare. Yes, but it gives sure, you hope that, that it can happen to any team. We were just talking about eight
1: teams years ago, right? Yeah. We might as well go back to that because we barely, what are we doing with the other teams? There's just like big players on four teams. We might as well just have four teams in the league. Although Toronto's not like. one of the
2: major cities, Toronto's not
0: a major market. They're not in sure. New
1: York. So then maybe that's why they should win.
0: Well, but because it's, tired of those it's, it's, it's kind of the LeBron effect as well, though. I mean, it's you add you add one player to a team, and look what it does. Like, the, the NBA is so star-heavy that all you got to do is, if you took James Harden and you put him on the Knicks, they'd be a playoff team. They'd be a good playoff team, probably. Sure. Just take one player, you know? Team. He doesn't, doesn't pass, so that's the problem. But There's now? already
2: issues with him and Chris Paul. The difference is Kawhi knows how to play basketball and knows how to find the open guy when necessary.
0: But I'm just saying there, there, want... there's about eight players in the NBA that if you move them around, you shift the entire, you know, dominance of, you For know, sure. Teams. Yeah. For don't sure. You want, don't you want Drake to win a title? Or what? Come on. I want him to rub you my want... back. I'm just Give me a back massage, Drake. <laughs> Drake
1: wants, Drake wants the Toronto Raptors. Nick Nurse
0: said you don't even feel it. He didn't even know what was going on. So I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for that. <laughs> So, but, you know, you know, speaking of Kevin Durant, it's very interesting. Um, You know, there's been a lot of reports out that the Warriors are actually mad at Kevin Durant right now because they feel like he should have been playing already and that he's not playing intentionally for his contract and because he knows he's leaving anyways. So, they felt like he could have came back a few games ago. Okay. There's rumblings and rumors. By the way, the
2: only reason that this is happening right now Talk about the, uh, you know Bob Meyer and all the brass at Golden State drafting so well. The only reason they were able to pull this off and get Katie in the first place was because they had Curry on a team-friendly contract. Let me tell you why. Back in the 2009 NBA draft, I'm going to read the top ten draft picks. You ready, Andy? Yes. Man, I'm here. You ready, Andy? All right, yes. check this out. Number one overall, Blake Griffin. Okay. Number two, Hashim Thabit. Who? Number three, the beard, James Harden. Number four, Tyreek Evans, who now got suspended for a year because he can't get off the drugs. Number five, Ricky Rubio by the Timberwolves. And, again, they have the picks fifth and sixth, and the Timberwolves uh, grab yet another point guard, Johnny Flynn from Syracuse. Mm. Number seven overall, Steph Curry from Davidson, this puny little point guard with ankle injuries and an ankle injury history. They've got him seventh overall, which traditionally is not a a high-caliber draft pick. Usually your top two, top three, top four, maybe in the top seven, a little dicey. Because of his injury history, they didn't have to go full max to try to sign him to a massive long-term contract. They were able to get away with a smaller contract in the beginning, freeing up cap space to make a move to sign a Kevin Durant. If he's not injured that much, if he's not uh, uh, the risk that Brass thinks he is, He gets a much bigger contract. There's no cap space to even get Kevin Durant in the first place, and we're not even having this conversation. So the idea that this is somehow some novel concept, it's luck. They lucked into it. They had no idea Steph Curry were going to become the best shooter the NBA has ever seen. They didn't know that Klay Thompson was going to be one of the best defenders and, oh, by the way, one of
0: the best shooters the NBA has ever seen. They got lucky. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he's definitely very lucky when you pick somebody lower in the draft and they – like, I don't know if you guys know, maybe you do, like, second round draft picks in the NBA are pretty much worthless. Like, if you go and you look at the top all-time second round draft picks, it's like nobody's. Like, there's a few. Uh, Draymond Green, I think, was a second round draft pick. He's actually one of the, you know, all-time best second, dra- second round draft picks. Michael Red I think, was a second round draft pick. A few other guys you've heard of, but for the most part, the, like, 95% of the second round draft picks don't even— see the court. So, you know, in the first round, it is very top heavy as well. Um but you got to get you got to get value picks, you know, um for for your draft pick number. Y- if you pick number 10, if if you want to crack into one of the top teams in the NBA, you got to get lucky with a draft pick in the NBA. That's just the way it goes down. So, um but it does it gives you hope that there's a chance that that could happen for your team, you know? Like NBA draft is coming up. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you got the one or two draft pick, or if you don't have the first or second draft pick, everybody's focused on Zion Williamson and you know, uh, Barrett. Yeah. Who's the other? John Morant. Yeah. Is he is he considered to be the second draft pick? Who's number two? John Morant. Yeah. I I, point guard. I don't think the Grizzlies said they want him. I don't know what's going to happen there, but anyways, regardless, like it's widely seen that those are the only guys that are going to do really well, but. You know, when you pick a guy like Giannis, what was Giannis picked at? What was his What was his number?
2: Phil time! Phil time!
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we, we have superstars who have been picked. I mean, look at James Harden. James Harden is another one. You know, so, when you get guys like that that are, you know, NBA changing guys outside the top three, that's when you have a chance for your team to be really good. Wow. Giannis
2: was drafted third, uh, excuse me 15th overall yeah. by the Milwaukee Bucks in the 2013 NBA yeah. draft.
1: Were there any uh, any famous undrafted NBA players that were that turned out to be good?
0: Probably
2: not.
1: Undrafted? It, not even like meaning they didn't make the draft but they tried out for the team because I know they probably do that, right?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, so like a, a, yeah, the yeah they definitely could do
0: that.
2: I wonder.
1: Uh, I wonder if like who's the greatest undrafted player in NBA history. I I'm looking it up
0: there. right now. Uh, ben Wallace. Really? Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Now there's a guy who won a ring, a couple of rings, I think. All right, here
0: we go. The He's top, strong. the top ten undrafted players. So yeah, there is actually a, a list. Uh, starting at number ten, uh, yeah. JJ Barea. So we know him. He was okay. Jeremy. he want a ring? Uh, yes. yes, he does. Yeah, he should. Mavericks. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Lin undrafted. Nice. Well, that, we know that one. That
1: was a big one. Yeah. That
0: was a big Wes, Wesley Matthews for the Blazers. Uh, okay. Ra- Raja Bell who was a very wow, good defensive Raja player. Bell was great, man.
1: Yeah. What a good shooter, man. Come on. Raja Bell, baby. I think a poor
2: man's Leandro Barbosa.
1: He was yeah. a good player. Raja Bell had a
0: good career. He Jose did. Calderon. Don't uh, know him. Uh, point guard? Yeah, yep. point guard. Yeah, he has, I think, the highest free throw percentage oh. in the NBA. I,
2: I, think might, like rec- 90- I might
0: know him. He's played on a bunch of teams, but he's yeah. good. He's solid. Eudonis Haslam for the I'm not kidding. Yeah, Haslam. Wow. I thought you he got, got drafted. Rings. I can't believe he didn't get drafted. I thought so too. Uh Avery Johnson. Wow. Avery Johnson. Yeah. Holy yeah. Moly. Uh Brad Miller.
2: Brad Miller was good. Uh?
0: From bro- Florida? Uh no, it was Mike Miller.
2: Never mind. No, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no, no, not. Uh, of Mike Brad Miller
0: played for a lot of different teams. He played for the Kings. I know he played for the Cavaliers, I feel like. Uh Hornets. Kings. Uh maybe that's it. I don't know. I thought he played for uh, Bruce Bowen. We all know Bruce Bowen. Yeah. Bruce oh yeah. Um and then number 1 is Ben Wallace. Now, interestingly, okay. interestingly on this list, if you really look at that list, it's almost all defensive specialists. Interesting. Yeah. So guys guys who maybe in college didn't have the offensive numbers to get them in the draft, but you know, the defensive played numbers and are like the intangible things, you know, you got to watch a guy play to know how he plays defense. So you know, Ben Wallace, worst off. Ben Wallace and Dennis Rodman have to be the worst offensive, greatest defensive players of all time. Those two guys. They grab rebounds like
2: it's nobody's business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's filthy. That's
1: crazy. That's a good question. I never thought about that. Yeah, I me mean, neither.
0: That's interesting. So if you look, if you look at, let's, let's look at the uh, top. Uh, top Second round drafts. Second round like NBA the, picks. What we should do is
1: compare the undrafted list with the second round and see which one seems stronger.
0: Okay, here we go. Oh, well, now that says of the last decade. I don't want the last. Uh, 16 best second rounders over the last uh, 16 years. Or 35 years. Uh, Jeff Warnasek.
1: Well, he's great.
0: Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's, I wouldn't say gray, great.
1: but He was great. great for his time. He was good. On the, when the Jazz were in their, their prime, he
0: was good. If he wasn't on the Jazz and he was on a team that wasn't making the playoffs every year, you probably All wouldn't right. know who he was.
2: You know, like we know Tom Brady wasn't on the Patriots, man. That's a what
0: if, though. We know
2: what John Hornacek did.
0: I'm right? just saying. He, I'm just saying he's not great. He's a, he's a very okay. he was a very good NBA player. I would not say he's great. All right, very good. Uh, we'll Carlos Boozer, same thing. Oh good, wow,
2: great good, player. Good
0: player. Good good player. I wouldn't say great.
2: Big uh, three lighten it up.
0: Michael Redd. like Michael Red, is one that stands out on this list to me. He was a very good player. Uh, Steven Jackson. Oh wow! Uh, Mark Price. Okay, there's yeah. a, that's probably Mark the best Price. one on the list so far. Mark Price, I would say. Uh, Richard Lewis. Uh, really? From my magic. Uh, yeah. Monta Ellis. Oh yeah. Tony He's Kus- old- Tony Coach. It's a good player. I love Tony Kuzcoch. ever. Oh, here's Dude, Tony
1: Coach Had a long career, didn't he? He went long times. Yeah, yeah. yeah time. He was good. He was
0: Dirk before Dirk. Yep. Yeah. Now, I love here's, Tony Coach. Here, here we're getting into some into some good ones here. Uh— DeAndre Jordan, sure. Another defensive specialist. You know, it's lines in that same category. Paul Millsap, very good player. Oh, great player. Isaiah Thomas, not from the Pistons, from uh, you know, Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. Small one. Mark Gasol. Oh wow. Manu Ginobili. Oh
1: wow. Ah, well, there's a good one. He's a Hall yeah. of Famer.
0: And here, the here's the top three. So I told I told you Draymond Green was probably the best. Um, Gilbert Arenas was a very good player. Uh, Draymond Green and Dennis Rodman. Once oh. again, Dennis Rodman, defensive no, specialist. that's not
1: a bad second round. Dray-
0: Draymond Green, defensive specialist. Uh, oh, yeah. the all-time second rounders against the all-time
2: undrafted, the second rounders would own them. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't yeah. even be close. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a cool uh, game to watch though.
0: But, you know, it's so interesting when you look Crazy. at this list. So many of these guys are defensive players. I mean, uh, Mark Rasall, Ma- Manu Ginobili. Manu Ginobili also, you know, had some offensive plays, but. Uh, you know, I think Hornacek was
1: good at defense, but he was also a scorer. He shot well. Pick and he-
2: roll. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was much more known for his offense than his defense.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's on this list, there's more guys that are, you know, um, if I look through this list of guys that are, were purely offensive players, um, Isaiah Thomas, um, Monte Ellis, um, uh, mm-hmm. Rashard Lewis did play good defense. You didn't watch him on the Magic then. <laughs> Mark, 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 Price. I remember when he was on the Supersonics making some good blocks and stuff like that. Uh, Mark Price, um, Michael Red. those are those are, are your only real, and Jeff Hornacek, those are your only real good offensive players on that list compared to defensive. The rest are all defensive. So, I mean, when you look at the top three and the, and it, if you look at the top undrafted players, Uh, and and the second rounders. I mean, in that list, you have some of the best defensive players in history there. You got Ben Wallace, Dennis Rodman, Mark Gasol, uh, uh, Draymond Green, uh, who, God, there was another one, uh, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, so it's pretty crazy when you look at that list and think about that, so. And one of those guys is going to get a ring tonight. Whoa. We'll see. Mark Gasol. Who's asking him if he wants to get married? Toronto Raptors. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, the game's coming on here shortly, so we'll have to uh, check it out. It may be on right now, actually. It may be starting. So starts let's, at nine. What's that? Starts, starts at, nine? at nine. Okay. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, and wrap this thing up. So I don't know. Maybe All we right. retort. We retired thirty seconds. I'm, go- to I'm gonna go minutes. last. Oh, we going? go. We're we gonna do it. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Uh. So uh, it's jet related. Uh, but the Jets have re-signed Bilal Powell, who was by uh, their coach last season said it was a career-ending injury. And we all know Boal Powell, he's a well-known player because in fantasy football, a lot of people like to draft him as a second, third running back for your fantasy team. Always gave you like eight to 10 points a game. But here's the big stat. Now the Jets have three running backs. And these three running backs are Ty Montgomery, LeVon Bell, and Boal Powell, who all, so Ty Montgomery averages 6.10 yards. Uh, I'm sorry, wait, let me read this right. Jets now have on their rosters three of the 40 NFL players with at least 100 rushes and 100 catches since 2014, and all three of them are on the top of that list from scrimmage yards. Ty Montgomery is 6.10, LeVon Bell is 5.38, and Bilal Powell is 5.36. Those three running backs, Sam Darnold, let's
0: go Jets. Woo!
2: Just run the pro set every down.
0: Dude, that sounds
2: good to me. <laughs>
0: Time for the wish, Alright. So, as I mentioned earlier, the Warriors right now remind me of the 2004 Lakers. And the 2004 Lakers did not come back from a 3-1 deficit against the Pistons. And honestly, it was a very sad moment as I'm a huge Lakers fan, but it was the end of a dynasty. And it's really only at the end of a dynasty when you can really appreciate it for what it was. And I do believe that this Warriors team is one of the greatest NBA teams that we've ever seen. We know there's a great chance that Kevin Durant is leaving at the end of this season. Klay Thompson is rumored to be staying in Golden State, so we may still be able to see Draymond, uh, Klay Thompson, and Steph do it again, but I doubt we will ever see them do it to the level that we've seen it over the last few years. So if this is, in fact, the end of the dynasty and they do go down, or even if they win, Uh, Definitely good to appreciate what you're watching while you're watching it instead of years later.
2: Right. Nice, Ben. Thank you. All right. So uh, if your guys' pitches were the uh, splitter and the fastball, I'm going to throw the curveball. Uh, This is not sports-related. As uh, you guys who are listening may or may not know this, uh, Ben and Andy and I have talked offline. Uh, They know some of the things that uh, has been going on in my personal life. Um, and I'm happy to say that things have started to change in a great big way. Uh, I have been acquaintances with, uh, someone for several years, uh, have become friends with and, uh, more than friends with over the last little bit. And, uh, it's given me encouragement and hope. Uh, and I thank God for this individual in my life. You know who you are. Uh, and if you're watching, just know that uh, I care deeply for you and I appreciate you.
0: Armando, no problem. Also— No problem. To, Swear.
1: <laughs> I have a show note. I did not curse, and I said freaking instead of the other thing. Good, Great so job, I, Andy. Great job. I won today.
0: We're proud of it. The,
1: on the no cursing side of things, though. So.
0: All right, guys. Well, it has been real. It has been fun. Some people may say it's real fun. Don't forget to follow the show at IPPod on Twitter. Find us on YouTube, Immaculate Perceptions. And that's it. We will see you guys later. I, I just want
1: a quick note that we will be
0: posting our— I'm sorry to backtrack. We will be posting
1: on Wednesdays our links to our episode. Uh, uh, I just thought that the middle of the week is perfect. It's hump day. That's when you get the immaculate hump. Day. Hump Pump day! So. All right, guys. We will uh, talk to you guys later.